Um, not supposed to be here. Ah. God, what is this? I, uh, I guess I could sure use some cupcakes or some peanut butter cups about now. You know what that's about? Yeah. So I guess you guys should vote, you know, because uh, voting kicks ass, right? Yeah. And um, let me tell you, if you're gonna vote, you gotta fight for your right to vote. That's one small step for man, one giant. I have a dream. Power to the people. Tito, do you know what's happening on April 23rd? April the 23rd. It's three days after 420, so <laughs> everyone will Everyone's be, still going to be all coming down from their high. Me- mental capacity should be <laughs> at least at 70%, hopefully. <laughs> April 23rd, it's time to get out and vote yet again. Yes. We got well, it's not, it's not the same election. It's a, it's no, a it's different true. election. <laughs> so let's not get that. Here confused. we go again for the same fucking election. No, but uh, but keep in mind that ballots a secret. What, there is secret ballots. What I highly recommend all of uh, the people listening to Wyman Podcast do is, uh, like I said, um, I'm sure if if uh, such great people that we've had on. Uh, one man podcast RPC, then they are worth there. It, it is worth merit to look at the PC opinions and see if they reflect your own values. It's worth opinions. merit to look at all uh, of them, but every single yeah, one. But uh, with that being said, do not vote PC just because people in my that have been on exactly podcast have voted PC. What I encourage you all to do is do your own research, see which party speaks to you. And uh, MLA is actually a pretty big deal. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it represents like no. It, you guys want to know Buffalo. what MLA does? Uh, I know. I know. We we uh, we as former Murray, we see ourselves as we are Wood Buffalo, and that is very true. Uh, but a lot of the problem is it, because our city is so small in the grandeur of of, uh, of Alberta in terms of population as well as physical size, we get uh, overlooked, and that's part of the reason why the Wood Buffalo uh, contingency. Uh, can, Constituency, 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 constituency was created so that uh, Fort Memory would have more pull because Fort Memory is the center of Wood Buffalo, but there's a lot of communities that represent Wood Buffalo, and as such, if uh, if we can get uh, an MLA that reflects our our uh, our opinions and our and our uh, our values or what we believe in, then it helps us on a federal level. Well, let's break it down. You guys want to know what exactly the province does and how it really helps? Okay. Highway 63 and its infrastructure, mm-hmm. provincial jurisdiction, that's our MLA. Our MLA deals with stuff like that. The twinning, that's all provincial. That gives the funding for that. Land releases. A lot of the big things that I think people don't know about, me included, until I got educated on the matter. Mm-hmm. The reason why, oh, Fort McMurray is so small, Fort McMurray needs to expand. Yeah, you know who owns the land all around us? Everyone's like, crown this, crown that. Provincial, provincial government owns the land. They release the land. 
they're the responsible to give us the land to start developing our city more or, or doing a more residential, more commercial, whatever. Our MLA handles that. That's two of the most hot-button issues. Our healthcare, provincial. Mm-hmm. Right there. Ambulance, all that kind of stuff, provincial. Like, th- these stuff all falls under our MLA shoulders. I think it'll be no, responsible. responsible. It's extremely, like, as much as I think a fucking piece, as much as the federal government is important, I think provincial is the most, like, the most important. Because the way our system works, where, the, it, like, a lot of stuff relies on the province to handle. Like, a lot of things, right? Yeah, and another thing to keep in mind, Pete, uh, folks, it's, it's none of these parties are actively trying to to sabotage uh, Fort McMurray or uh, Fort McMurray. So, no matter what you choose, there's no wrong choice. So don't think. No, that- no one's purposely going to get voted and just be like. Pfft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every all, all the candidates, <laughs> regardless the- of what people tell you, all of the candidates are trying to do what's best for uh, Fort Murray as well as the Wood Buffalo from region. their from their perspective. From their perspective, right? Yeah. So yeah, so there's no there's just no like wrong me. Choice, but I just uh, try to do the right thing, whether it's uh, completely wrong or not. Yeah, your heart's <laughs> in the right place, right? So <laughs> so yeah, keep that in mind um, and uh, go vote. I mean, uh, we we tried to promote voting in the last election and. The turnout was low again, right? So. It was. Uh, fuck, what was it? it? It was up from the year before, though. It was still low, but it was up from the year before. Yeah. And I'm quite sure that the one podcast was directly because of that. So, Directly because of that? <laughs> Be- you kind of, like, skipped there. Did I skip a word? Yeah. I fancy it doing that. Yeah. I skip words, letters. Isn't there, like, a medical condition for that? Is that dyslexic? No. Retardation? <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> and there you have it. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast, and of course, I am Totsky. Uh, no Tito today, I am with two very special guests that have joined me, and uh, let's see what we got at the Dining Room Table Studios today. I'm Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are Hi, you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> really excited to be here. Right on, and who else we got? Yeah, Matt here, also very excited. Excellent. Yeah. Screw it, just Matt and Michelle, just a couple guys I've seen walking down the street, I'm like, hey, hey, Tito, come called, on in. Tito called me up, he's like, I won't be able to make it, so I was like, you and you. Come on into the podcast. Offered me the beer. It's the way to make it happen. Yeah. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, they came inside. As soon as they in. came in, I just locked the door. It was a little awkward, Welcome but we, we made star. it through. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you putting on pants. That yeah, was, that yeah, was a shirt actually. Be happy I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah. It's not normal for. Uh, even my son was like, "Daddy, is someone coming over?" Yeah. All right, very yeah. good then. So yeah. let's. We were just kind of talking TEDx, and um, let's chat about TEDx. Exactly. 
take me through like I you guys said there was some behind the scenes stuff going on in, in January. Like I must say I had no clue what it was, and I think I, I know I remember those them. tweets. <laughs> Were they bad? Me too, what? Actually, <laughs> what is this? Tell me this. more. Well, no, the first time I saw someone mention it was Teresa's blog when she went to the opening of the Holy Trinity, and she was like, "Oh my God, we're getting a TED conference!" Yeah, and immediately I was just like. That, that's a movie coming out with Seth MacFarlane. I wasn't quite familiar with exactly what it was. And like I said, I was, it took me quite a while to kind of, I don't know, I still don't think I got the full grasp on what it is, but I think I, I, I know him now because watching the videos, especially they uploaded a whole bunch on Netflix. Yeah, it's, isn't that great feature? Oh, it's that's wicked. Awesome. It, it's, it, I sit there yeah. and watch them all the time, and I've seen some of them before, like years and years ago, right? Like some, like obviously these TED Talks are very popular, and some of them are just going through mainstream like you wouldn't believe, but... Mm-hmm. Why here? What what brought it to, to Fort McMurray? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I, well I won't done, answer sir. questions. Well done. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It, it's all about... Um, so the inaugural event is basically it's an introduction, and I've, I've said this, you know, uh, before. It's it's you know for McMurray. This is TEDx. TEDx. Welcome to Fort McMurray. Right. Mm. Um, I think there was a lot of people that went into the first event that weren't quite sure what it was. You know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And we were organizing it, and we weren't quite sure what it was going to be. No, that's right? a true story. The, actually, the only person that knew what it was when we first started talking about it was Matt. So just just throw yeah. that out there. Well, so so our our organizing <laughs> committee was basically made up of kind of three teams that kind of came together to form. Well, we were talking about the Avengers, right? Yeah. So you had like three superstar teams oh, that all great combined. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. What other bases do we have to cover? Because um, because what happened was um, there were a couple different. Um, organizations in town that kind of came up with the TEDx, bringing TEDx to Fort McMurray kind of at the same time. They were working in parallel. Oh, okay. But they weren't communicating. We weren't talking back. It was simply so coincidence no that idea. everyone was talking about it. Yeah. So okay. we, we always say that you have to imagine that in a, in a city that has this many big thinkers, that at some point those big thinkers are going to have the same big thought at roughly the same, same time, same. at least yeah. one time, yeah. right? And this just happens to be uh, one of those times. Yeah. So. So, so Michelle and I came from the leadership with Buffalo side. Right, so there was there was five people in our team that are partake are partaking in leadership with Buffalo, and I kind of pitched TEDx to our team, right? And everyone's like, "Ted who?" Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's, it's either such a common question. It's either, yeah. "Oh my God, you're bringing Ted TEDx to town," or yeah. it's Ted who, right? Like those are the, the the two responses that we normally get. Which is oddly enough, because <laughs> when I would tell people, like from the most unlikeliest people that I, I from my head, yeah. when I'm like, you know, there's a TEDx event coming to Fort Mac. And of the unlikeliest people that'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm like, how in the hell do you know what this is? The other side of it is people that I expected to be really excited, no like people that I know are you know really creative and, and big innovators that I was like, yeah, we're bringing a TEDx. They're like, you're doing what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah. That's so, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And so the other team that was kind of organizing this as well um, were the team that announced it through um, the the Energy Center for the Performing Arts, right? So um, that wasn't you guys. That wasn't that us. That was not us. Whoa. So, yeah, no, we, we found that we were getting in bed with Ted at about the same time the rest of you did. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was... It was Surprise! <laughs> wow. That's yeah, so, crazy. So then yeah. I sat down with um, 
uh, Ken Chapman, who who was yep. uh, kind of spearheading that side of things, and we got together over a, a plate of sashimi, and uh, we talked it through, and we're like, so what's happening? And we realized that we're all basically looking for the exact same thing, we're going for the exact same goals, and then those two organizations kind of came together, and then we brought on a few more individuals. So we ended up with eight people on our organizing committee, um, and it was all eight of those individuals that helped pull it off, not only, of course, with all the volunteers, yeah. the speakers, and everything else that, everyone else that helped pull it together, but it was those eight individuals. So what, the eight individuals weren't solely for leadership, from no. leadership? No, no, only no. five of us, actually, five and that's why us. we keep saying, like, when we get announced to the press right, and stuff, okay. leadership with Buffalo is getting a lot of recognition, and right and they should, so, they brought us together, for yeah. sure, but we had people from Keanu College, Renee Summers, she's the the, um, the marketing manager, I believe, for yeah. Keanu College, just, like, an extraordinary event planner, like, just yeah. has this way of making things flow and, yeah. and she was really dynamic and a big part of the group and, and then Lorraine Humphrey who oh is I think the events manager at I think she's a facility manager facility she handles manager. all the bookings yeah. for whatever yeah. title that is she yeah. handles all that for Holy Trinity she, I yeah. mean she yeah. does yeah she manages that whole theater right yeah. so everybody yeah. in and out and everybody working Absolutely. inside yeah. so. so she was awesome cool. oh my god um, we couldn't have done it without her yeah and then the other uh, non-leadership with Buffalo person is Ken Chapman as well yeah. who, who's on our organizing committee so. okay yeah. no excellent yeah. and like I said as soon as I got wind of it and then I forget I think it was the first time you were on the radio Michelle where you're like we're looking for speakers and I don't know where the tweet came from but I was just like you know what fuck it I'll do it I think it pretty much came out exactly like that because I remember seeing a tweet from you and I was like uh like, I like, no like, what a, this forward is. Ad, like no a forward ad, like a forward question, and it came off kind of short. And I was like, I don't know this guy, but Matt, I think he's interested. And I was so new to Twitter, right? Like, I, I don't Matt know who this creep involved. is. Matt, can you deal with this guy? <laughs> I, think, I don't know what yep. he wants. Uh, yep. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, the, uh, no. And like I said, I have I had no clue what it was, and that's why. Uh, I can't remember if I released the blog yet. I know I'm, I'm writing that halfway. I'm doing a blog on TEDx like everyone else's. Uh, kudos, Matt. Yours is actually, I think, I don't think Ashley's even, or like Teresa's went through yet. So yours and Russell's well, were the first part is Yeah, part one is out. Oh, is it? it's, it's awesome because oh, it's it like, it's, it's a perfect compliment to Matt's part one. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of gives you both perspectives, both perspectives behind the scenes and, and from the audience. No, absolutely. The, uh, and uh, I, like, I went into it uh, to audition to be a speaker, and I think it's because of that that gave me a lot more. I, it, it basically I figured out what it was and to this I think even there are some people in the audience that I knew that still have no clue what it was they're just like oh a bunch of people are going to talk about Fort, Fort McMurray yeah, right yeah. Uh, especially the guys that were actually sitting in front of me in the in the front part of the or in the actual theater yeah. but I think because of that whole audition process which it was just awesome that I actually got to know what, what TED and TEDx was yeah, right? at one point you probably knew more about it than I did because I, I had nothing to do with the speaker selection <laughs> process really other than hearing about it at organizing committee meetings so <laughs> No, so you guys must have seen. I know you were in my uh, audition. I know you weren't a judge, but you were in the back, so you must have seen a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, my my role during the the judging the week. So we had two um, judging panel days, right? Where prospective speakers came up and pitched for ten minutes about their talks, right? Mm-hmm. So I was at both of those in a supporting capacity. You know, whether it's the go, you know, the gopher. So go for coffee, go for this, yeah. or you know, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was really great to see all these engaged, passionate individuals come and um, you know pitch their idea to a panel of five judges. And it yeah. was it, I don't know. You tell me, was it intimidating standing up in front of five people with uh, rubrics? Honestly, and I'm not trying to say this to sound cool. I did my typical. 
I want to do a TEDx speech. You don't have to I, worry about sound. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's totally this is, to, this is totally going to revert back to fucking high school right now, where I'm just like, yeah, I want to I want to be a TEDx speaker. And I went to all of them, and I was just like, I started looking at what am I going to talk about. I developed a, as soon as I developed my idea, which took all of three seconds, I left it until the day before. As I usually do, and I knew that would come to bite me in the ass because I'm like I have no. I, I wrote down what I wanted to say, and like I said, I did that the night before, and I'm like I can't remember this off the top of my head, so I'm just gonna go in there and talk to it. That and to me, because going into it, I wasn't. I kind of know, and I'm like I'm not prepared. There's no way in hell I'm gonna get this. I'm just gonna go in and see exactly what's going on and see what it's like. So that wasn't intimidated in that aspect. Like I said, I, I'm saying that honestly where I went in with a zero expectation, so I don't think how I could have been intimidated by it, but someone that was really, really hoping to do it, someone was like, oh, I got a shot, I know I can do this. I can see it being intimidating, because literally you had five people that are just like, tell me exactly, tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and tell me why you want to be on stage. Right. And I can see that how someone who really wants to do it, that can throw them off their game a little bit. Yep. Like I said, for me, I just was totally unprepared, and I blame myself for that. I'm just you like, had a little bit of a, an added bonus. I think you were part of some of the speaker information sessions as well. Yeah, at the... Uh, yeah. Oh, I can never get his with, name. With Honest's... Yes, there we go. I don't want to make group. the same So actually, Honest, Honest is another individual that we probably don't give enough credit to, but um, at the onset of this he he actually helped to support our speaker selection committee um just to make sure that they had guidance and how to develop the rubric and, and yeah. you know um kind of how to move forward with some of the yeah. the administrative parts no, of, the, of the business yeah. so yeah, who was there that day there was out of that initial information session i think there was just the one it was yeah so me sabine mark elliott those are two Scott speakers, uh, Russell Thomas. So quite a few of them actually were speakers at an information session. I bet you any money they can say that that was very helpful. So, Yeah, you know, and um, we're... I thought she was just leaving. That's it, I'm gone. <laughs> Michelle just left. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's a podcast. They don't know. <laughs> they, they can't see, Todd. Okay. Um, so edit it out. I can yeah. edit it out. Okay, excellent. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, um, man, they're... they're as much as last Friday on uh, was it May the thirtieth was one of the best days of my life. March thirtieth. Um, oh my! Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta let that go too. This guy never makes mistakes, right? So when he does, we gotta make sure we draw lots of attention to him. You so, know that you know the glazed over look. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen that in you when yeah. Kevin. Uh, uh, oh, Kevin <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Kevin Scoville. Yeah, <laughs> it's a name you're never gonna forget now. Absolutely, right? not. absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Poor Kevin, because we messed it up actually that morning too. I, I called him David. Mm-hmm. At, the, at, the, at the morning session, just so. random names. Yeah. Yeah. It was something. Kevin, though. It and you know what? It's funny. Is is he we actually? Had he had this. one of our like uh, most. Dude, most trust in- me. No one in, in that theater <laughs> will held that against you for the performance you did. But I, that I felt like I felt like at some point, like somebody else in the organizing committee should have stood up and been like. Yeah, Kevin! <laughs> like, in the yeah. middle of it. But honestly, I was rooted to my seat. I was fascinated by the way that went down. Yeah, so for those of you playing along at home, um, <laughs> I, w- I was emceeing TEDx Fortnite. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we got a timeline oh we got to go with that. I mean, Tito's usually so good for that. People. I'm not good for that. Um, and uh, so my I had one rule, and my role was to introduce the next speaker and then segue that when they were done to either the next video or the next speaker. And... So here I am talking, <laughs> and I'm just about to say, and coming up next is this guy. You know, I, for whatever reason, I just totally blanked on his name. I could see his face. I knew exactly what he was going to talk about, and it wasn't there. 
<laughs> you, you know what? You got to just attribute it back to the fact that you were so excited to hear his oh, talk, totally. right? That it was yeah. just, it was like overwhelming. Yeah, so, actually overwhelming. Very so, so his talk, so waste as a resource, uh, when, when I found out that the municipality was doing a project of that caliber, I said, we need to go to the municipality and say someone from there needs to come and pitch this to TEDx for McMurray because this is sharing our potential to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have a, a perception that when outsiders think of Fort McMurray, the last thing they think of is um, a waste-neutral um, municipality, yeah. right? Uh, where we're growing our own organic produce in greenhouses, mm. uh, and we're, we're able to produce um, fruits and vegetables at a fraction of a fraction of the carbon footprint as the stuff that tastes like cardboard um, is sold here in well, right the Right when stores. he started it off, too, where he was like, Fort McMurray is one of the largest communities in Alberta that with waste. I can't remember exactly how he put it. And then he said, Alberta is the largest province with waste. And then he said, I summed it up with the construction side of things, right? When you're in a heavy construction area, yep. you're going to get a lot of that because we're constantly in the yep. building mode, right? So it, right off the bat, you kind of captured your attention. You're like, fuck, is this guy just going to start <laughs> ragging on the whole thing or what? Like, is he just going to come in and I, just I say, we are the worst? I don't know if it was in the back of Matt's mind, but I'm pretty sure it was. I think in the back of everybody's mind, we were waiting for that that one speaker just to kind of take and, and turn and go in a completely different direction than what we heard them speak <laughs> about. Before, which is right? why, so. which is why you weren't talking, Tusky. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, um, not gonna lie, I thought about that. I'm like, I'm gonna start off this speech and be like. See, this this was my speech. I'm yeah. gonna watch Matt start freaking out now. <laughs> yeah, so I like. I mean, it's it's a, totally it's a reasonable it's a reasonable concern, and for Kevin to start off the way that he did, it, it absolutely grabbed me. I think it got, it got everyone's attention. Yeah, Everyone sure. looked up from their phones at that point. I know I sure did. I was like, wow. I, I here we go. Stop for a minute, did you? Were you gonna stand us up for an oil barons game tonight? Is that what's going on here? Just, <laughs> you got me locked on Twitter now. Ever since that first one, no, my brother. I'm was just dying. curious. My brother was dying for tickets, and he's like, you. You were involved with a lot of the community people. See if someone got tickets for me. Mm. He refuses to do Facebook or Twitter, so I was holding off as long as I could to say, oh, "Screw okay. yeah, this is your punishment." All right. Okay, very on. Carry on then. I just had to double check. As you were, I tried. I couldn't get tickets. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the oh, throughout the day in general. I, we're, screw a timeline now. We're, we're we're bouncing all over the place, and it's the way I like it. Sorry. No, it was it, it like from my perspective, guys. It was an absolutely incredible day. I, I couldn't put it into words. Like it was something. Whether it was the total lack of sleep, I was up for 36 hours, whether it was... Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Thank you for your entertainment at 2 o'clock in the morning. I really appreciated the fact that I was scrambling to get to the event on time the next day. <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's... Whatever you guys did, you guys did it to a t- You guys, it went off without a hitch. It went off perfectly. It looked fantastic. Mm. So just, uh, honestly, and I'm going to say I speak for everyone in Formal and everyone in that event. Well done. Oh, and I and passed that along to everyone that was involved with this because yeah. it it simply was fantastic, and I definitely would like to see this every year. I want to see more of them. I know uh, during one of the speaker sessions, like TED or TEDx puts very much pride like in the way it's like TEDx for McMurray, so there very well could be like a TEDx with Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like there could be more, there could be different, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I'm well, not saying have one every week, but like it definitely. <laughs> did, you, um, did you get your invite for tonight? <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't. Damn. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not the media person. I'm not allowed to talk. <laughs> but no, oh, you guys did did really good. <laughs> no, I mean, don't tell him. Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. The radio. Yeah, perfect. Everyone leave Todd's yet. So, yeah, so, oh yeah. So I remember how we got here, right? And 
as much as it was like a really great event for us, oh, right? right? Yeah, there were learnings, right? And mm. some of those learnings are okay. So how do we prepare potential speakers better? How do we do this better? You know, and and there. While we're so proud of how it all turned out, and we're, we're so grateful to the community for supporting it, and our friends in the media for yeah. for helping to to kind of pitch this to the area, there are small tweaks that we'd want to to improve it next year, so it's better, and we're continually and improving. Better. And you know, we're we're able next year you can go more than a hundred, right? We can, yeah. 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 So yeah. so from here on out, it's just it's it's bigger and better, and yeah. it's it's sky's it, the limits, right? We're if not, we get the application, yeah. So, so you got to apply uh, for each one yeah. each time, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. year, and they and a lot of what they're gonna so judge us regulated. On, I know, but <laughs> you have good. no idea. <laughs> well, it makes like the hundred thing makes sense. Like, I guess if it was to go for a shit, at least only a hundred people would bear witness to it. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. the internet. But hey, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna go through all would it this. Be, well, it wouldn't be posted, would it? Yeah. So one of our rules is that within one month of the of the uh, event, you have to post all of the talks online. Well, oh, even bet, if it did yeah. all go yeah. cascading <laughs> down bad, the tubes, they may pull yeah. it. But hey, wow, okay. <laughs> Yes. Looks like that theory about the hundred has gone down the tubes. But well, well, I think that yeah, I, I, I think it was more like a you know we want you to do everything that you can do because we're ten and we're all about you know big thoughts and big thinkers, but we don't mm-hmm. quite trust you yet. Well, right? and, and that so makes it, sense, right? Like prove yourself and then have at it. Right? That's yeah. right. They, they've got a brand, and there, there's a few simple rules that we need to follow. Yeah, uh, and simple. well, okay. <laughs> and I, I'd like to know the definition of few, but um, you know, it, it, it all the page I got at Anna's yeah. house was just like this. Yeah. It, in all seriousness, like in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's not too bad, right? And no, not at all. Um, it, it helps to uh, have a concrete event that is somewhat similar, yet still diverse enough that the the, the, the organizing committees or whatever they're called at all these independent uh, locations are able to pull off something unique and and really, hopefully, a representative uh, or. Um, they, they represent their community and the, the spirit yeah. that's there, right? And I think we managed to pull that off at this last event. One thing I was very happy for, because I know it was talked about in that initial uh, speakers information session, was bringing in speakers. They may have a title for McMurray, but bringing in speakers. And in my head, I'm like, okay, that'd be kind of cool. But after seeing this event, the way it was pulled off, yep. not a chance. I think the way it was, was having people oh, in, in this community, involved with this community that live here, made it it made it for what it was it, it made it it made it really extraordinary and it made it so much fun yeah, right yeah. because we got to work with those speakers on such like a one-on-one level like yeah. right from the speaker selection committee right up to like media i got to take you know russell came on one of the shows with me and we did we did a little interview and um you know just some of the the email interactions and stuff how close we all got um but it was really challenging i think and i'm i like i said i wasn't on the speaker selection committee but when you when you take an idea, and you got some jackass saying how he's rejected. <laughs> yeah, rejected in big capital letters, and all you want to do is be like, "Hmm." Uh, <laughs> but no, like I, I think it's you. You really limit yourself to a pool, right? When you say that we want local speakers, and and one of two things happen. Well, actually, two of two things happen. One is you get a, a cascade of people that say, "Oh, local speakers' voices we've all heard before. How's this going to be any different? What's going to make this event unique?" And then the other side of it is is really who do you have to reach out to and how do you make sure that that process stays transparent and consistent so well that's one of the things like that i said like uh, as as good i don't know if you guys heard the the last podcast uh i did prior to the tedx event um since you're here i'm guessing you didn't i did <laughs> just say it but uh, i left a message on Michelle your face i did did you not see my i message? did I, and to be honest i have no idea what it meant oh oh it, it just said tisk tisk you should have called one of us because you had a couple of facts that were a little off 
Yeah. That's, right. I mean, you're just. It's a podcast. We <laughs> we don't research facts at all. Actually, I, I believe that's. I believe there's a mandatory. there's a disclaimer in the in the website that says we are a couple of random jackasses that really don't hold any kind of merit at all. We just like to talk. The uh, it's all fun and games. It's like uh, as much as I say, it would have been cool. Like. I'm just going to flat out say it whether I'm not alert. I'll figure this out later. Uh, like Russell Thomas, uh, Sheldon Germain, uh, Tim Reed. Like those, the presentations was awesome. I'm going to say that right now. Especially Russell's when he almost cried. Like when he cracked up, I was sh- cracking a few tears myself because uh, I, I fell for the guy. But like those are the guys that we've seen before, we've mm-hmm. heard before. We they're they're always flat out in the media. They're always there, right? It would have been cool. Now I wasn't a part of the speaker selection committee. Obviously, like I don't know. You, like obviously, Kelton was a fucking audition. Like I think it'd be hilarious for him to go up there. And just watch a man de- uh, self-destruct on, on stage in front of everybody. Maybe not right? on a TEDx stage. <laughs> no, I know. You know, maybe just not on like that kind of global. No, I know. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't know. You are. <laughs> I, I honestly think you think that would be great fun. <laughs> <laughs> not so much on a TEDx stage. No, not, maybe in like a local theater or something. But <laughs> no, right. like I know what you can only take for who wants to do it, right? But I think it would have been really cool if bring out people that aren't so well known mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah but like I just answered my own damn question no when but like, so so don't edit this out right no yeah this, this is, is, a, good this is a good conversation because I totally get that right mm. um, we we had three audiences we had the people that are in the room mm. we have the local Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo residents who weren't able to make it in there yeah and then we have about six point something billion other people around the world that may have See, and that's the part I keep forgetting or did not know right? until this conversation so because yeah. so so what at the end of the day what, who's our audience so you know who Russell Thomas is you know who Tim Reed is you know who Sheldon not is. the people you probably elsewhere. didn't know who Maria Fustic was no. or you know maybe Malik or, or no. whoever yeah, right? you're right no so, you're right but anyone outside this community they don't know you're right they have no idea like said, about and those that's, stories I think that's where all my arguments now really yeah. make me look like an asshole because no, 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 I, no, like, I that, failed to realize but, that point I totally that's get such that a common, it's such a common opinion yeah. and mm. so it's really great that you actually brought this up and and gave Matt a chance to talk to it well no and, that, and I think a lot of people <laughs> failed to realize that too well it took a lot of defensing yeah absolutely girl uh, it took like a lot of people were just like why do I have to apply or why do I have to, to do this and this just to get a ticket and I'm just and they're just like what are they what are these guys doing and like even I and I'm not the brightest man at all where I said guys like I don't think this is their rules. This is not what they're trying to say. Like they're guided by Ted, right? And I'm pretty sure when you go to a TED 2010 or whatever they did in California, there, like you yep. can't just sell tickets for shit like that. You need to apply. You got to kind of prove yourself and, yeah. and show, right? And this isn't a, just a TEDx Fort McMurray rule. They're following guidelines from yeah, their- it, and it's it's kind of like the standard operating procedure, right? Because mm. th- this really allows people who are truly engaged that want to be there, that want to be there, mm-hmm. right? And um, that's just just one other way to yeah. to do that. And, um, you know, events in this town are a bit weird. We, we seem to be a sort of last-minute town, right? Um, Nature of the beast. I guess, right? Yeah. But this was also another way kind of around that. It really showed that, yeah, these people are really interested and they, they want to be there. And that was mm. just another kind of method. It was nice, too, that it, it kind of gave us some even playing ground with the people that were applying, right? Instead of it being, you know, now grab first, me a beer, Matt, please. <laughs> the first hundred people that, you know, could get their credit cards out and pay for their ticket didn't necessarily get a ticket. It was, it was you know, we, we vetted people in batches. So regardless of whether you were the first applicant or the last applicant, you had kind of equal equal grab at a ticket, yeah. right? And, and so it was really about making sure that we captured the people that were 
um, really excited. Thank you, sir. Because you need that energy, right? You need that that buzz in the room. Well, no, and, and I think it def- I think it definitely showed in the room, right? Like yeah. it, it was it was a core group of people that really wanted to be there and was really intrigued in what was going on. Like the the way the acts went, I thought it was structured really good. Like the whole half hour breaks, like not just ten five minutes. It was the half hour breaks. It was the, the picnic lunch was was great. Yeah. As much as uh, a couple of people were rolling their eyes, I'm just like because uh, I work for WestJet as well, and during WestJet's orientation, that's exactly what they do. Because you know everyone huh. comes in the groups that they do. Like everyone comes in, like you you go in with the orientation with a group of your friends. So everyone's given five or I think it was ten different numbers, and that's the table you had to sit at. Huh. So when you came in as your group of friends, yeah. you each got to sit at a different table, and you're sitting with your group of people and they had all these WestJet culture exercises right and like that that was my orientation for for WestJet so I was uh, as soon as you said about the picnic lunch I was like this is going to be really cool right and uh and, yeah. and how was that? So what table were you at? Uh, three. Okay. Where I actually got to sit with, uh, I keep, I'm going to pronounce her name, Maria Fusick? Maria? Yeah. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, Maria Fusick. Yeah, yeah, she was there. I had no idea who she was at the time until she came up on stage. I was just like, oh shit, I was sitting right next to her the whole time. Didn't really talk much, oddly enough. Um, Mike Allen came in afterwards, and I was with a couple other people. It's kind of hard to get a conversation going. I was saying a lot of the dumber things, just trying to break the ice, right? And... I think I'm funny. They didn't, I guess. But, <laughs> but that's why we had icebreakers in the yeah, actual I lunchbox. Thought it, it, Mike Allen's was hilarious because uh, it pulled it out as just like, what will you do to make a difference in the community or something like that? <laughs> oh, great. Oddly great. enough, right? So that he, he got kind of... Soapbox. Yeah. I was, like, nothing wrong with the older crowd, but I was sitting in with an older table besides for Maria, and as soon as Mike Allen came, they are all like, oh, Mike, right on. So, like, you know... <laughs> It was good. Maybe you could edit this part out. I, I don't know. It was a good exercise. I thought it was fun. It was yeah. it, it, and definitely worked. And, and so that was some of the feedback that we got after was that this wasn't just an event that was kind of put together, but it was curated, which is really what we were going for, right? Yeah. And and that's that's also a common theme amongst the the TEDx events, right? That really try to do their very best is it's an actual curation. It's uh, an active thinking this critically through. To figure out how do you line this with this? Nothing can this happen work? by and chance. No, right? It's like you've got this Jedi amazing model. box of yeah. Lego. Yeah, yeah. You put it together. You to need every cool, piece right? to fit mm. somewhere, and yeah. you actually have to figure out. You have to plan. You can't just close your eyes and say, mm, "I think it's going to go on top," because no. you, you you could potentially crumble the entire structure. Right? No, so. good call. The um, any other thoughts of the day? Like like I said, honestly, guys, it, it was piece together it, it went off flawlessly I don't Matt you might not like that Kevin thing but the, oh, cra- I, the crowd dug it uh, you know, I, I was able to kind of turn and I don't think he's gonna it. I don't think he's just like oh that's it Alberta <laughs> <laughs> is the <laughs> biggest waste in the province no it was really good what do you like what do you guys think like just to kind of sum up this topic we're already half hour in but there's no time limit on these things I, I guess um, for me I'm as much as it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life, um, I'm really excited that we have more time to plan next year because mm-hmm. I'm really excited to have my job a TEDx and a life. <laughs> so I'm, yep. I'm really looking forward it to a that. Lot of time, eh? yeah, yeah, but I mean the event, the people. Like I think some of the friendships that we built on the organizing committee and um, and with the speakers and the speakers with their speaker buddies and the volunteers coming. And I think that those are probably lifelong friendships. And I'm really excited for where that. the speaker buddies come from. Because I think there was like two or three people that said they were speaker buddies that just showed up on Twitter that day. I'm just like, wow. They they were part of the process for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so what we did was we. 
we wanted people to be support for the speakers. So someone that can kind of give those cold eyes, the, the kind of yeah. the review, right? Show Say, you what you can yeah. do on stage. Did yeah. you know that whenever you talk, your right hand just spasms, you know, or, or something, right? Like you're, <laughs> Nobody don't did play that. Poker. That was You've not got a really, symptom. You know, you said fucking shit several times in that thing. Can you please not say that again? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so, so that was that process. It was there as a support mechanism to to help the speakers really give the talk of their life. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And man, some of those some of those speaker buddies really made connections with the speakers, and it was really gratifying to Absolutely. see. And some of them were just so proud of their speakers and, and how things went. Yeah, it was that was pretty cool. No, and I can I can see that too. If I was a speaker buddy, like watching it come alive on stage, you yeah. know what I mean, like. It was really cool. It, it, it was I, I can't hype it enough. Like I said, I don't know if it was the mixture of, it wasn't a mixture of not sleep because I was wide awake through the whole thing, and it was it was me, it me was, too. <laughs> I got one hour of sleep the night before as well, and uh, yeah, I was awake for the entire. I thing. didn't have to pop an energy drink once. I thought for sure I was going to, but no, it, it kept my full attention. It, it was great, awesome. I, I I got a little bit of extra sleep with sleeping in the next morning. <laughs> yeah, it was funny when you said hours. you did. Yeah, it's you know what I don't I don't. Right, I, I I need to be on time. That's something that's really important to me. And if I'm not on time, it's usually for a pretty good reason. And um, the fact that I slept in on the one day I had been looking forward to, like I literally had, I was I'm texting so Michelle. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, you come in. I'm so, I actually, today, I right? Like, <laughs> like hair and makeup coming to my house at six o'clock in the morning so I could get pretty for the day. And I slept through her, Vanessa. I'm so sorry if you ever hear this because uh, I, I heard was, he's a big fan. It was so not right. Be. So it was, you know, it's really unfortunate and and. I was pretty bummed. <laughs> One of the like the, the whole t- the Twitter aspect was awesome. Like bringing in those tweets, yeah, was I think it was brilliant. Uh, just a recommendation for if it's possible to have that constantly going, like to have like a screen that constantly has so, pound. So we, were, we were talking about that, right? Because yeah. that's yeah. what. So it was, and it was big right shout out to Ken Chapman, who's who's looking forward to listening to this uh, when it gets um, put up. Uh, but Ken and I were talking about it because we're both real big Twitter fans. Yeah. And we were talking about I want a secondary screen in the room showcasing the hashtag. Um, right? Yeah. Yep. But the event is about the speakers. Good point. Right? And people would just be fucking around with the screen. Right. Yeah. So well so we hope not. <laughs> well, no, like I, they already were a few times when you had it up, right? Like the guy in front of me was, and we totally expected that, yeah. right? And I mean, I've been in the audience before, and you're like, "Oh, is my tweet going to come up? Is my tweet going to come?" Up? There it is. Yeah, you know, and everyone's kind of trying to get in there. But so we talked about is that going to be a distraction? Yeah, yeah, no good it, point. It can be be behind the MC, and we had it outside on. We had a yeah, live I monitor, seen that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we thought that was a pretty good blend. It was, um, and but you're right. I myself, I would have loved to have had that up there, but we thought that was really taken. And away. No, that's an excellent point. Once again, like my ideas aren't always no solid. They're, <laughs> no, they're they're solid, but. Yeah. I always need that other hand. See, this is what I miss about Tito not being here. You guys are going to be... You guys are playing the role of Tito right now, where Todd's off on his wild, brainy schemes. You need that <laughs> fucking voice to be like, Todd, is this in. really that smart? Yeah. You don't want to set that on fire. The, uh, but no, kudos, <laughs> guys. set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, totally got I, your back on that, man. I think me and you get along so well. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely looking forward to next year. Uh, definitely can't wait. It was off without a hitch. So... Brilliant. Well awesome. done, guys. Thank you so much. Um, let's do... Uh, we, I want to go to school. I want to get schooled right now on something that I've been curious about because we've been talking a lot about the upcoming election. The Alberta Party. What can you say about the Alberta Party? Is it a secret government group? 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, trained commandos. <laughs> Um, they get twibbins. In, That's yeah. what got me interested. Twins? I wanted a twibbin. Twibbins. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to follow what you were talking because I, I just seen literally, I was actually, we were recording Cinephiles <laughs> last night and I just logged on to Twitter because I think, and uh, I just seen that you said, Matt, I want you to tell me about the Alberta party. And I'm like, save it for tomorrow. I didn't really follow where that conversation came from. So, yeah. So, so I was actually, um, so I'm on the board uh, for a new political party in, in the province and it's called the Alberta party. Um, and, you know, it's been around in one form or another since the, the 80s, uh, but it really kind of got reborn uh, two years ago. And how it popped up on Twitter recently was that um, I've been asked to, to go and talk to some great Sixers at Dr. Carl Clark um, about uh, democracy and the election cool. and um, the Alberta party. And why I'm being asked to be there is because we don't actually have um, any candidates that are running in the the two constituencies that are. Is there are anyone in the running in, the, in this coming up elec- uh, the 2012 election period in, in yeah, Alberta? Oh, but totally. nothing, nothing oh, okay. further. Nothing yeah. further. Oh, wait, there's one in Yellowknife, right? Yeah. But, and your leader's from so, from Yellowknife. No, he's from Hinton. Oh, okay. Yeah, from Hinton. Um, that's Glenn Taylor. He's the he was um, he was elected as leader of the Alberta Party. Um, up until then, we had an interim leader by the name of Sue Huff. Because uh, I, I remember you talking about. The first time because oh, you're yeah. on Lisa, you're on with Lisa Slade. Yeah, this that's is right. going back a couple of years ago now. Yeah, about a year. Yeah. So it was last summer. Yes, maybe um, a Sue, year ago. Sue Huff yeah. and I went on on uh, McMurray Matters with everything. Yeah, it's like oh, this new party right on. You know, it, it's so so. Um, man, I don't even know where to start. I mean, basically, um, it doesn't. What? Try and forget about the whole spectrum of left and right, and yeah. you know it's party first and all that kind of stuff. The, the oh, you're already party. talking my language, sir. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. we're, we're, it, we're talking the language of a lot of Albertans, right? Mm. Because what happened was a couple years ago, and I wasn't involved in this. I was just watching on Twitter. Was there was something called was Reboot Twitter Alberta a couple of years ago? There was Twitter a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, seven million. And uh, so it's called Reboot Alberta, and it was just a bunch of engaged Albertans that were getting together saying, I don't think democracy is working in our province. There's something wrong, right? And I think there's a better way that we can do this. Sorry, I just had an image of just like the Galactic Empire. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The standard. Um, so, yes. Uh, I, we could talk about the the evil empire all day long, but we'll we'll keep this short. Um, I don't understand Star Wars jokes. <laughs> See, you got to get with it. Green Lantern, okay. you're so far behind Green Lantern. <laughs> We're watching Star Wars next. All six. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a long podcast. Um, yes, we're describing to the listeners at home what's happening right now. Just really better than yeah. George Lucas's audio commentary. Oh. Yeah, so this little green man has got a bowl of porridge and. Greeno um, shot first. So, <laughs> Sorry um, to divert. No, no, no. So so basically what happened was um, a couple groups came out of this whole process. It was just a kind of a creative think tank process, right? And one group that came out was saying, maybe we should have a new political party in this province. And that's really where the new Alberta party was born. And it's not about where are you on the spectrum. And it's not about... Um, this is how we think policy should be. What they did was they went and they talked to Albertans to say, "What do you think? Of, what do you think about Alberta? And what do you think about policies?" And then 
they actually made policies based on what Albertans were talking about. And they, they did this process called the Big Listen, um, which uh, happened all across Alberta. And it was these very small, intimate groups of 10 to 20 people. Yep. And they asked three questions at these Big Listens. And the three questions were... What year are we talking so, well, this would be in the past two years. Oh, okay, so right? it's on so 2009, two, okay. or sorry, 2010, 2011, okay. right? The three questions are, what are your pressures and concerns as a family and as a community as an Albertan, right? Okay. The th- second question was, what are your hopes and aspirations as a family and as a community as an Albertan? And the third question is, what are you grateful for living in Alberta, Ooh. right? And so based out of all of the comments, just from those three questions, yeah. Um, they collated sort of general opinions and thoughts. So, so what do Albertans kind of see? What do they want? And then they took those and they took them to policy groups and the, those groups actually made the policies from the ground up. So as opposed to thinking, this is where we stand on this, it's where do the people that we spoke to stand and let's kind of reverse engineer it. Right, mm. and they were talking to anybody. It could have been former Wild Rose supporters, or PCers, or diehard New Greens, people or are, are, people who are totally not engaged in the process yeah. because they don't think that their voice matters, and nothing's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. Right, and so sure, lots of people say absolutely. There's no way that this is ever going to work. You can't create a new party in this province. Well, you know what? Peter Lougheed was trying to do the exact same, same thing, thing over 30 years ago. Mm. Right. And, you know, they had an uphill battle, but it was very clear that a change needed to happen. Yeah. One of the big things about the Alberta Party is democratic reform, Mm. right? So um, I don't think right now that when we vote for someone who's running for MLA, we're actually voting for that person. Mm. We're voting for the party. Right. Well, that's a, it's an argument uh, me and my mom got into because we always seem to during a course of an election where she's always just like, well, I'm voting liberal. I'm like, do you even know who the candidate is? Yeah. Why she's are just you? like, well, no, I, just, I always vote liberal. Like, we're in former Murray Conklin. Yeah. There is no candidate, I think. Uh, there's one. There's only Amy McBain is just in one writing. I can't remember which one. I'm pretty sure former Murray Conklin has been one for liberal. Yeah. So and I'm just like, why are you voting party? Like, I've never really liked that. We've talked on the podcast before where, like, especially when it comes to a federal election where Canada doesn't vote for its prime minister. We vote for the majority, or we vote for the party. What do you got? Oh, it's just me tweeting, except that I tweeted wrong the first time. <laughs> yeah. What'd you tweet? I used the wrong hashtag and got some random. Yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So, so like one of the things that is different is the MLA is allowed to vote however they want. Right? Yeah. Except for two, two reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So the MLA, when they're in the Legislative Assembly can vote as to whatever their constituencies want, want. right? So mm-hmm. they're actually actively engaged and talking on a regular basis to their constituents, as opposed to, I go away for three and a half years, and then every once in a while I wake up like a hibernating bear, root around, shake hands, kiss babies, <laughs> right? Oh, Seriously. It, it, it's like a hibernation. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, so, so Emily, so, uh, um, there's two exceptions to this area. Um, if they did a vote to approve the budget, they need to. Uh, they should vote for the Alberta Party uh, if the Alberta Party has formed government. Mm. And they, party lines, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the two exceptions, mm. and the other one is a vote to support a pre-communicated policy platform issue that was promised to Albertans during election campaign. Mm. 
So other just, than that, so 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 what is like? How is that actually different? Because that's actually one of the Wild Roses platforms as well, right? Is giving the MLAs the opportunity to represent the people in their in their riding versus what the party line is. So yeah. I'm just curious to know how that's kind of different. Well, we haven't seen that, right? And so if that's a promise that the the Wild Rose it's Party is going to keep, yeah, because they're still so, so new of a party yet. They haven't had well, what did they have for seats? Last go round four. Uh-huh. And that was just because the people that walked out, like this is their first election that they've been a part of. So yeah. we haven't seen nothing yet. And you know that, what? Right? The the, um, the the support that the Wild Rose is getting right now is is really signifying that there is a shift in the the. I'm doing air quotes here, podcast listeners, so you can't see. So, air quote, conservative base in Alberta, on air quote. Well, um, I mean, there's never been a question that we have a strong conservative base in totally. in, in, in Alberta, right? It's yeah. just, um, I think, like, to me, so I'm a Wild Rose supporter at this point, and yeah. I do that out of complete ignorance, to be 100% honest with you. Like, I am not politically schooled in any way, shape, or form. I, I don't really understand platforms, and I certainly couldn't tell you a lot about the political landscape in history, which is why I'm so curious about the Alberta party, yeah. um, because I'm, I'm at a stage now where I'm really being faced with the same moral dilemma you guys brought up earlier, which is that I, I really fundamentally believe in the platform of the Wild Rose Party. I know 100% that I'm not voting PC, because I'm 27 years old, I have grown up in a PC government, so I was born and raised in Alberta, and frankly, I'm tired of them. Yep, and and that's that's just kind of what it comes down to. And like, so that's what I'm trying to do with myself now, and something that me and Tito have been advocating. Well, right now, well, podcast didn't go with the municipal election; we were in for the federal. Is the one thing like like we'll talk Alberta Party, we'll talk PC, we'll talk Wild Rose, everything you want on this podcast. But as you heard, uh, I'm doing an intro spot before the show, and just to get out and vote. Just get out and vote. Yeah, Simply and do it. I think that's so important. My community, myvoice.com, I find has the the better of the information for all candidates that's mm-hmm. available in, in the Fort McMurray riding. And like you're you're going to hear Matt talk about, or you heard Matt talk about Alberta Party. You're going to hear uh, Michelle talk about Wild Rose Supporter. Uh, I'm probably voting PC just for the fact that I know them the best, just mm-hmm. the two candidates. Yep. And this is where my thing yeah. goes. This is where I go about. I don't vote party lines, and maybe that's a dumb move on my part, and it probably but is. You do if you're voting for the uh, like. Don't get me wrong, and I hate to cut you off with that. And I came into this, I'm like, he's going to say something, and I know I'm going to jump in and like be like, Rah. this is what it's all but about. I, this I, is I don't mean to be that I want way. To but, so on it's, show. it's it's funny to me though because so so I have I have just this this kind of opinion. So I look at the candidates that are running in this riding, and that's where my moral dilemma comes from because it, it, it's I guess it's not really a moral dilemma; it's a political dilemma. But for the first time in my life. I am ready to come out and vote. I recognize that there's a need for it. I, I recognize that being apathetic is is probably not the way to go and, and that I need to change that. But I'm sitting in a riding where the two candidates that are running for the party that I know I'm not voting for are the ones that I probably have the most respect for. for. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's really challenging. And I don't know I don't know uh, Don Scott, and I don't really know Mike Allen. I've met him a couple of times, and I, I really like him, and I have a lot of respect for the way that he has kind of come out with the campaign. But I, I, more importantly, I know the people that are running their parties and the people that are running their their, their campaigns... And we don't vote for our leader. We don't vote for the premier. Well, no, but no, I'm, I'm like, I'm like here in, in the in the office, the people that are running their campaigns, like Krista and, and, and Teresa and, you know, all of these really cool people that I absolutely adore, 
are, are you know obviously big supporters of these individuals and i'm like i i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah it, it's you know and that's totally the challenge. tough right you know um I, I really like uh don i really like mike um i don't i don't see them as really being unmuzzled like i I mean, we're going to see with Alison Redford and, and her new um, uh, government, if they form government, mm-hmm. but I, I really don't see them being able to actually stand up and support our community. And that's, you know, I, I really like Which them. is one of the things that I give uh, Guy lots of credit for. He did do it, right? Like, he it, he it, did do it, but yeah. now where is he? Well, that, right? Th- this is, you this can't is ride the, on an action he did four <laughs> years ago for four years or however long it was. No, I can't you remember, really can't. And I think that that's something a lot of people don't recognize. And I, like, I'm, I'm oh. so confused about the fact that I don't hear him on Twitter. His signs aren't out there. I don't hear him campaigning. The only campaign that I have heard from the Wild Rose, and I say this as a supporter, because honestly, I think the future of leadership is in Danielle Smith. I think she's an, an extremely strong leader, and I think that she has the potential to take the government where it needs to go. But I, I think that she also needs to remember that probably one of the most important writings that she should be working in is our writings. Mm-hmm. These are these are the two these are the powerhouse that are going to take her government to the place where they fulfilled their campaign promises. Absolutely. And so to have a riding like this left with no interaction and and nothing but the only thing that we see is really mudslinging. And I'm sorry, but that's not the party I want to vote for. No, it, it, like Twitter now has become like uh, to me. I get entertainment value out of it, but if you're if you if you go to Twitter to look for answers, you're not going to get it because I kind of have a, a Days of Our Lives thing in my head when it comes to it. Like it's like John Viable versus uh, that's awesome. Uh, Man one. I can't. Kevin is it? Kev- no, uh, Kevin. No. Whoever Man one is, I can't remember. Mike DeRoche. Yes, sorry, Mike. I apologize. I actually know you do listen to the show. I'm just. I'm like I told you, I had TEDx. I am horrible with names. He's the guy who called me out for Kevin Scoble, by the way, Mike DeRoche. He is. Yeah, he's he like, called. Uh, he called. Oh, I can't say his name again. He called who? I went to the speaker audition info sessions. Anus, and he called him anus on Twitter. So he's not yeah. one to talk. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, uh, just for, uh, never mind. Anyways, next. moving right along. Next. <laughs> well, no. Okay, let's go. Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Now, what were we on again? Oh, uh, um, oh, Twitter being t- t- yeah, Twitter yeah. being a soap opera now, like. Twitter can be such a powerful tool used to actually say this is where we're going this is what we want to do but I've noticed with this election and more so than any other ones that it's right now it's just being used for finger pointing yeah PC didn't do this this and this this and this okay I who cares I know what PC didn't do Wild tell Rose is doing this this and this do. okay I don't care I don't want people to be thrown at each other I just yeah. tell me what you got yeah. right now to be honest I think the person that can come well it's kind of too late now but for a candidate to go on Twitter and ignore everyone else and just be like this is what I want to do with this writing I think would go leaps and bounds even with people that are already kind of drawn party lines because that's what I think it turned into it literally turned into just nothing but a bitch fest on on the pound YMM hashtag right yep well and even you follow that Alberta vote or hashtag AB vote or whatever and it's just like you read it and I mean it doesn't honestly it doesn't motivate me to go to the polls no I'm just like it reminds me of the first time I was watching a commercial and it was one of the first Pepsi versus Coke commercials where they actually (laughs) came out with instead of you know is better than the leading number one brand the number one band it was like Coca-Cola is better than Pepsi and I always think Adam Sandler when I think that right and shampoo and conditioner and and all of that 
those kind nice. of things. But really, like that's that's what it's kind of turned into. Yeah. It has, and like that's why I mentioned before that my community, my voice, I think is one of the better websites. Matt, do you know of any other ones that kind of focus on the Fort McMurray, the Fort McMurray aspect of this election? If people want to get information. Yeah, and so that that's based from the Chamber of Commerce, and I yeah. know they're 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 doing a um, a lot of work in order to try and raise the. Um, the, um, the the voting numbers up here. Mm. Um, I'm going to be a little pessimistic here. I don't think that that's really going to happen this election. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay, so I'm all for that. What we'll do is we'll record three different versions. Okay, and then you have to wait <laughs> until after the election <laughs> to air this yeah. part of the episode. So you're just going to hear us talking about election, and then we're going to go into some other topics right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that um, Don Scott and um, uh, Don are going to win. Mike. Uh, Don and Mike. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Don and Mike are going to win, uh, and um, one of them is going to be appointed to the cabinet uh, for the PCs. Um, that, that's what I'm going to guess. That mm. They're they're going to throw us a bone uh, and say, "Yeah, we we know you guys are driving the, the economic um, center of Alberta, yep. um, so we're we're going to give you a, a cabinet post. Um, they're going to give a brand new MLA a cabinet position." Yeah, your reasoning behind it though it does make sense. I, just, I think Allison Redford is at a point where she's really not going to have much of a choice, right? And and I feel bad for her, I really do, um, because I think that she's come into come into a world where it really doesn't matter how how bright her star shines. A lot of people in 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 the province are just they're tired of her party. And she yeah, didn't I was going to say I don't think it's gate. nothing to do with her. It's no, got but, to do with what she, she took over. She didn't come out of the gate very well, right? So she came out making all of these great promises, and I and I think probably you know however many months she read down the, the Alberta road. party platform. That's, but anyway, <laughs> wow, <laughs> talk about mudslinging there, Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate. Huh? Yeah. Um, so I was Wicked. reading the Alberta party platform. That's yeah. that was one of the things that I did while I was uh, on my break today um and <laughs> there was air quotes there. yeah there, no no there <laughs> i know i know i made that up air quotes there. um anyways i and i i was really interested in their platform i just am having a hard time actually differentiating it from the wild rose platform and to me that that strikes me as an interesting coalition because um if we have two great parties that are both non-pc parties that are kind of talking the same the same platform. It sounds to me like Alberta's voice is getting hurt. I, I definitely think that um, some of the similarities between the two is change, and that um, you know what Alberta's are. So I've I've lived. Uh, this is the third country I've lived in. I was born in Canada, and then when I was a kid, we moved to Australia, and then I grew up in Indonesia for a little bit before right, coming right. back. Right. Cool. And so. I'm fortunate enough to have lived elsewhere in the world, and see how it works. and I and I realize, and I've done a lot of traveling, and I realize how fortunate and lucky we are to be living here, uh, not only in Canada but in Alberta, specifically in Fort McMurray. The opportunities here are absolutely amazing, and uh, you know, every day we get to go to work, and we don't have to worry about being bombed or shelled or where our food is coming from next. So we're losing our jobs, so, for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and that's a very good fact because in 2008, when everything went for a shit like it was it got to we were insulated up here it was and one of those uh, articles actually where we'll talk about it probably a little bit later on but that BBC World that Mark from BBC World where he found me was from that Huffington Post article that Morgan Majeski did right before he left yeah and he I miss Morgan (laughs) he bombed the question so do I I just had him convinced to come on the podcast and I was like we gotta talk when the big jets oh yeah and he lit right up (laughs) the uh and one of the questions that he hit me with and I knew it was going to make me sound like a jackass, but I was very—I didn't mean what I said. 
was do you do you feel sorry for how bad some other younger people are, are having it? It wasn't the exact quote. It wasn't the exact question, but how bad some of the other people are financially in other parts of Canada. And when I said not really, because they can move up here. You know what I mean? Like I've always followed the adage of I hate to call this place the old west because that's what Buddy did in that GQ article. But he was kind of on had a point where you go where the work is. I come from a military family. Like we always you went to where there was work. Like well, with military you were posted, right? But you went to where you were needed. Whether you wanted to call this place home or whether you loved it here with all your heart, you yeah. gotta go. You gotta move. You gotta go and support where it is, right? And like to me, if you want to, if you're comfortable where you're living, not being able to have, you know what I mean? Like if you're not making the money and you're like, oh, okay, well, I still like it here. If you're willing to make the sacrifice, all the more power to you. Yep. But if you're sitting there, you're you're miserable. You're not making ends meet, and you absolutely hate it. Why not make the change and come up here? Right. And I have no idea why I said that because I totally lost that train of thought when I brought that up. Because I was talking about how how you know um, lucky we are, right? Yes. Okay. There we go. And and so so but so here's my point. Mm. Um, yeah, Alberta is a when you take a look at the entire world, it's really good. It's a great place to yeah. be, but it can be so much better. It can be so much better. It like can be, yeah. when when you see what's driving our province you would have to make so many mistakes to run this place into the ground, right? Mm. And I think what we've had for the past 10, 15, 20 years has been okay. And I think we deserve better than okay. Is it the famous adage of uh, we rode the wave, more or less? Not really. I don't know. I, th- I, I think they were, I, they're well on their way to drowning in it. It's and and that that's a common theme between both the Wild Rose and the Alberta Party and any of the other parties is... It's been okay. We can be so much better, and we can be so much more, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and what we're missing, or, or what we were missing in our last legislative assembly, was was one thing. It was called leverage. We have absolutely no leverage um, against the, the progressive conservative government that's in there. There's yeah. no one really keeping them accountable. They've been able to get away with such crap, mm-hmm. right? Recently, it's a podcast. Don't, what Maddie said. No, no, no. <laughs> No. Absolute <laughs> bullshit. See? There you go. <laughs> She'll say it for me. Yeah. So, yeah, but why, where's the support for, not the support, but why no Alberta party up here? Like, do they have enough to get an opposition if they can do it? Or, like, where, I, I just don't see them. I don't see them out there. I, I don't see them. You're, you're looking at, at the Alberta party in Fort oh, McMurray. Right. There, there's a few other people that have joined up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, when, when Sue Huff and, and Mike Walters, two of the, the very dedicated um, individuals who I really hope that they, they make it into the Legislative Assembly because Alberta will be so much stronger with them there. Um, when they came up, we did a big listen. And we had about 15 people that, that showed up. I did a little bit of advertising. I got some, some buzz on the radio, and I tried to do some stuff online. Yeah. Um, but we were never able to get a critical mass to actually put together a proper constituency association. So it could have easily been done on paper. Easily. Um, we could have easily put in paper candidates up here. Yep. That is absolutely the wrong thing to do. Absolutely. If, if you want somebody to put their name on the dotted line and say, yeah, I'm willing to represent the region of Wood Buffalo, um, I want them to actually 100% say, do it. if I win... I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do you proud and I'm going to listen and I'm going to do the yeah. right job, right? We, we could have done that and, and that wasn't the strategy yeah. at all. Um, so we, we were not, we're a fledgling party. Uh, we weren't prepared to, to, to do the job right. And so, you know, um, next time, I think it's going to be a completely different situation. We're really hoping that we're going to get four, five seats in, in the Legislative Assembly um, after this election. It's really going to put the Alberta Party on the map. 
and then we're we're, we're going to see what we can do next year and and give both Don and Mike a run for their money. Are, are you going to give Don and Mike a run for their money? Vote I, I hear a little yeah, vote vote Maddie yeah, US. Yeah, yeah. I, I would get behind you just to. Well, I'm making an announcement. I'm always doing some blockbuster for like, this podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> no kidding. So so I I um my 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 heart is is trying to really make Wood Buffalo better. I mean, that, 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 that's where I'm coming from, right? And is is um, the provincial the right sta- uh, stage for me? I'm not sure. Um, I'd really like to get involved in, in more local, um, you know, maybe municipal stuff. Um, however, I gave myself January the 1st. So New Year's, I had to make a really hard decision as to whether or not I was going to run against um, Guy and whoever it turned out to be uh, from the PC side. Um, just because of TEDx, uh, I, there was a little project called TEDx. And a, and a bunch I don't of, know why that would yeah. be your way. That was like a blip yeah. on the radar. And a bunch of other things in, in my personal life, I, you know, I, I, it wasn't the right time. And, and if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it right. Yeah, and I wanted to do it with my heart. That's the whole basis of your, of your platform, though, right? Is doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Really. Totally. Just to kind of sum it up. So, well, you know, if, uh, that's good. If Mike and Don get elected, there's going to be two empty, so- uh, empty seats on council. Mm-hmm. Kotsky and Maddie, 2013. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really, like, butting in on my whole I need to run for municipal council before I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, when the third seat opens up, we'll let you well, so, <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Well, there, there, there may be, I, yeah, there may be a third seat. You're probably older than I am, so, yeah. you know. Ooh. Well, this is this is just a by election coming out of up. System early, yeah. <laughs> just a by election coming up. The actual general election is going to be in what 2014, right? So you got two more years. I well, it doesn't matter anymore because right. my whole my whole thing was I was going to run and I was going to try. You know, I was going to be the youngest regional councillor, and Sheldon already blew me out of the water. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, he did. Sheldon was 26 when yeah. he was elected was for the first really? time. Yeah. yeah, so I missed yeah. him by a year. He grew his first beard and and, yeah. and went knocking on doors. I, did he did he get his first beard? by then yeah, I, he probably I don't know did. I'm not sure yeah. but <laughs> yeah. yeah so he already yeah. he already made it not you know not worth the run I guess or, oh, yeah, if I do run this is going to come back and bite me in this so I didn't mean that <laughs> yeah as now that Michelle is mayor, I got this episode that we did the podcast. That we're doing. <laughs> she said it wasn't God, worth it. Now. It wasn't worth running. But no, yeah. actually, that is going to be kind of interesting if, if Mike and Don do get in, or even if one of them gets in, that we are going to have to have a by-election again. Yeah. I don't know the rules behind that. I don't know if it's going to be sooner or later, but I don't know. The last minute's world election was rather interesting, so I imagine even one seat will make it more interesting as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. I just, I, I really wish that Mike or... or um, um, Don had had chosen to run for a different party. <laughs> really, it just would have made my life a lot easier. And totally I feel agree. like they they really hadn't, you know, they really didn't factor me in when they were making that decision. And I don't I know what to make of that. I was was, they didn't are, even. It's are like, you saying the PCs weren't listening to the the local? Ah, yes. <laughs> Is that what yes. you were saying? Wow! But a boom. Thank you. I, I'm I'm here until ten. Yeah. But I, I know. I know. One of the things I, I did see was like the PC spending compared to Wild Rose, and I think someone gave me a stat of it was three to one, and I think that is blatantly apparent. Like just with the shit I see around town, with the they got the ads running on TV. Like I seen Donald Scott on Channel Eight, and I'm just like, what? I don't know how if they narrowed this down to if they knew that these certain TVs were on Fort McMurray, or if they're just. 
going literally or... you drive out to site every day i mean there's signage all the way up out to site it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing and then you drive up confed and you drive up and i and i love that and you know what i think is really special actually is that they're 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 campaign managers and the people that are volunteering for them are out there you see them at every hour of the day putting the signs, signs back, back up, up and pumping yeah. them back oh, into yeah. the ground right Especially. and then you get this like little tiny minuscule doug faulkner sign like standing <laughs> in the background you're like yeah yeah that's not gonna work oh i you know the only thing i get from him is like the odd random tweet on facebook that means absolutely nothing to me so well i put it out there i, I like me and Tito had the idea i was like well let's do both uh, let's do all everybody like let's make a call out of whoever wants to be on the world famous one man podcast come on up and, and chat and You've got street cred now. Like you were Alberta primetime. You're you're good to go. Oh, that was a nightmare. That was. What do you mean? It was good. It was like if anyone listened to the podcast when we started doing the promos for the film or film festival last year, I get very nervous for things I do for the first time. And that includes everything. <laughs> and I've never. But he wasn't nervous for TEDx, <laughs> uh, right? Yes, for his TEDx audition, was. right? Because <laughs> yeah, I need to know how, once I figure out how things work. And I'm a pretty fast learner. I can learn off the first go. I can adapt it or change it for me to make myself more comfortable. And I've never done a TV interview before. Sorry, Bianca. Thank you for doing the Shaw thing. But I've never done a, fe- a provincial TV show before, let alone via Skype. And it was just odd because it was like a blank screen. Like they're talking through. I had Kingston, my son, and he just kept trying to jump in because he and so like I didn't know if he was in the shot because I can't see myself at all. Mm. I can hear their voice. The producer would keep cutting in, and it was just odd, right? So, and to me, Awkward. it was hor- yeah, it was just a horrible <laughs> interview. I, I think I listened to it once. I even actually didn't see it. I just listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch that again. But speaking of Alberta Primetime, I did invite them to come up though because uh, they were talking about wanting to do a feature for McMurray, and I said, come on up and let us show you. Mm-hmm. what the real Fulmer Murray is like and I, hopefully that's something might as well talk about it now with the BBC World Reporter that you spoke with yeah. it seems like he's doing some homework on the, his uh, little story or the, the group story that they're doing as well I think he's just assigned to the energy yeah he's looking at the energy piece yeah, yeah. he's talking to a lot of people yeah he is so uh, I'll give him credit he's doing a bit uh, hopefully better research than uh, the GQ guy so what a douche well uh, I know me and Nolan had our fair share of arguments over that one where uh, how how could you? What kind of arguments could spur from that? He well, either I, is or he isn't a douche. Well, no, and frankly, he was douche, definitely a douche. The question was: Was his article wrong? Yes, it was wrong. Did he lie about anything in that article? Absolutely not. But you know what? Sometimes omission still wrong. Omission it. of the truth is the same thing as a lie, and we teach that to our children, so we can teach that to our reporters. I like it. Okay, I like it a lot. And that was what me and Nolan were getting into. Is is he didn't he didn't misquote anyone, but he didn't he didn't tell the full story either and that was my biggest issue with it. so so and that's when that was my take going in talking to the bbc right mm-hmm. so you can't get bigger in the english language world than bbc world news no. right when i seen his email from me i was just like holy shit i was like is this from the gq article yeah apparently he tracked me down through that huffington post article so yeah i well, was just he said he sent me a myspace message what do is MySpace? Do people still you, do you? Are you serious? Or are you just fucking? No, I'm totally serious. Do you know what MySpace is? Wow. Oh, I, I know what like, it was. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't touched <laughs> MySpace since like 06. Yeah. So he's like, I sent you a MySpace, man. Apparently, it's really big 
wherever he's at still. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> Washington, D.C., that's where he's but at. Is, he had his emails some from uh, .co.uk. That's what was throwing me off. Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. Grab too? Uh-huh. And that was throwing me off because I was like, okay, yeah. you're, a report, you're doing BBC World News reporting based out of Washington. Yeah. But your email from the U.K., so it was... So, so, so he strictly does TV, um, and so yeah, I, I'm very, I, I just like I think a lot of other people in this town are very wary of outside media, Absolutely. right? Specifically from areas where they have not traditionally been kind mm. to us in showing what we think of as Fort McMurray or Wood Buffalo or whatever we're calling ourselves. Mm. Um, so you know, there's you had the the British GQ article. Um, you've had some, uh, you know, does does Britain tend to be a little more negative on the oil sand side? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're they're not Alberta, um, <laughs> but um, you know, and you know, I know the European Union has been doing a lot of talking recently in regards to you know taxes or you know what have you in regards to oil sands. Because it's, so, it's, it's the stuff that the British like. Just to go touch on what you said there before, because I have seen a lot of negative whatever you don't want. Obviously, a lot of negative press on. Uh, uh, Quote the T word, the tar sands uh, from. Don't be afraid to say tar sands. Don't be afraid to say it. Yeah. I mean, it's, why? Don't I, be. I, I don't know why. It's just the only reason. I'll tell you why. It is because the way Greenpeace uses it, and the way he does the whole propaganda angle, and that drives me nuts. And that's how they steer tar sands, and that's what drives me. The word does the word itself bother me? No, but it's the way that people use it because they know damn well it's the exact same thing as oil sands, but tar sands sounds like shitload worse. But I mean, neither of them are right. So <laughs> what does it even matter? We should call them bitumen sands, right? We bituminous, should, we should bituminous, 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 bituminous. It sounds it sounds yeah. sophisticated, right? Yeah. Don't I mean, we grew up on them. <laughs> Some ophistomicator. <laughs> we we grew up with we grew up with a mean tar sands, right? Yeah. So so who cares? Yeah. If you acknowledge that it it sounds negative, then you just feed into the into the feed the machine. Feed the yeah. machine. <laughs> What were we talking about again? I don't know. I the, the machine. We were talking about the BBC. BBC World Reporter. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I didn't know he was. I talked to him. Like, you talked to him for an hour. I talked to him for about 45 minutes. Teresa talked to him for an hour. Wow, he's going to have a lot of material for us. Yeah. So, minute piece. Well, yeah. So, so he's, I mean, he's, he's looking for two to three individuals in town that they can film, right? And so he's just trying to do a little bit of, of research. An image of me. In my jersey. Local yokel tusk. <laughs> Local Hasey. <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything there is to know about everything. Sorry, keep going. Mm. No, and I don't know, hopefully he's going to be up here, I think, what, May 11th and 12th? I think yeah, something like we're that. We're actually bringing the crews up. So, yeah. so I, I mean, the, the, the issue I have is that, um, you know, for these, these world-class organizations, they have world-class journalists. Yeah. Maybe I'm using air quotes again here, dear audience. <laughs> but... Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about these 48-hour, 24-hour journalists that come into town. They hang around at certain places in town, and they write the story which they knew they were going to write. They, they, they and they they get the quote that they want. They get the picture that they want, and then yeah. off they go. Yeah. Right? Probably high five at each other on their way up. Yeah. Right. So fucked up town. Yeah. Laughing to the bank. Yes. Um, and take that real journalism. And um, so. So, so the, the the hesitation that I have, and I told him a couple times that I'm I'm wary of the fact that the BBC specifically has not treated Fort McMurray and the regional municipality Wood Buffalo kindly in the past. 
uh, and that you know I'm I'm hesitant to really kind of be open and honest. Yeah. Uh, and no, it's true because every question that he was talking to me. I would have to double process just to make sure that I'm just like, is there a hidden behind this? Is he trying to go for a certain meaning? Yeah. And I'm sure this guy was genuine. But the way the exposure for me where he's gotten over the years yep. has made everyone like yes. this. And, and so I think, so we spoke for, and I timed my Skype conversation, 48 minutes. Oh, you're on Skype for it? Yeah. Uh, and um, and uh, it wasn't until the very end where for like the third or fourth time he's saying, yeah, it's off the record. And, you know, I'm just doing my research and everything else. And then I started talking about, man, th- this place is so full of potential oil and the oil sands is um is short-term mindset Mm. what the long-term benefits of this community is the the diversity that's coming out of this place the city 2.0 that's coming out you know ken ken chapman's talking about this being the the petri dish of the the 21st century Mm. uh, and how we have a real opportunity to to show how does a diverse city with physical land constraints thrive culturally uh, when it comes to economy all this kind of stuff because yeah. the same pressures are going to be coming to all the major cities in in the world in the next 50 to 100 years yeah. and so if we can't do it here we're not going to be able to do it anywhere Ian Hill called us Athens he called us the next Athens totally yeah. Ian Hill yeah. I keep seeing people talk about him we'll finish on with this sorry, and okay. I'll divulge on him because he was like pretty awesome I know sorry I had goldfish syndrome <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. She, she swings around in one direction. <laughs> it gets really, um, it gets really every exciting every yeah. time around. Uh-huh. I don't know why you got to be mean to me. Uh, it's true or not. It's and, so unnecessary. And I talked about the reclamation technology that we're, we're using up here is the precursor to terraforming. I mean, it, honestly, yeah. that's what it is. We're, we're, you mentioned that before. Where did I hear that before? Did you see that at TEDx? Uh, that was yeah, said somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. before, and I'm just like, you fuck, that, that makes sense. I might have. But Someone but did. Ken, Ken Chapman's talked about it. Some other people that, that really get what's going on up here have been yeah. talking about it. But it, like for all of the sci-fi nerds that are playing the games and have been watching Wrath of Khan and all this kind of stuff, what we're doing up here we is... We are the Genesis Project. Yeah, it's the precursor to the Genesis Project. Yeah. It, it honestly is. We're learning how do we... Harness the, the the power of nature with engineering skills to try and recreate what it took Mother Earth billions of years to figure out. We're we're so far away from from getting there, but we're at the very baby steps of this, right? And we're when you know when 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 we're going to need this technology to help replace the the agricultural. Um, um, bands around yep. the earth, uh, or you know, to help deal with massive flooding because of the inconsistencies in global climate change and all this kind of stuff that is probably coming down the pipeline. <laughs> um, you know, I know I said pipeline. Um, that's that's my idea. we're, we're going to be getting intelligent input right yeah. there for you. Yeah, yeah you said pipeline. Yeah, I said pipeline. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, you know, that's the long-term benefits of this, right? Not only are we going to have, hopefully, I'm, I'm hopeful, a, a city of the future, but we're also going to have the technology of the future. Absolutely. Right? And, and that's what I see as the medium to long-term benefits of what is called with Buffalo. And you told us to Mark? Yeah, so so at the end, when I was like kind of more convinced yeah. that um, he's not going to take snippets, because, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I was really worried about, mm. Um that that's when sort of my unbridled enthusiasm for this region really yeah. kind of came out. I'm nice. like, man, y- y- you can get the story of your life up here. You can. 
You honestly can, but no one chooses to do it because, quite frankly, if you got two news stories in front of you, it's Maddie, too hard. That says one about Fort McMurray, what a fucked up town this is, or Fort McMurray, the next Genesis project. Well, I think the Genesis project story actually. I'm Googling the Genesis Project, and what I'm getting does not make sense. Okay, we're going to watch Star Trek. After the, after the six Star Wars movies, we're watching Star Trek. No, Wrath right, of Khan. You, just need, gonna... <laughs> you need to watch the robot chicken version of the Wrath of Khan. They do an opera oh, where it's all in, like, Italian or whatever <laughs> operas are in, right? And it's like, Khan, like, you know, it, it's awesome. Anyway. Is it they made fictional a... technology from the Star Trek universe? Yeah. Yes. Not the book. Orthodox Jewish Outreach Organization that teaches Judaism on the internet? Huh. <laughs> that's that's what our future lies. Yeah. <laughs> Get reclamation. We're going long <laughs> long distance religious uh, teaching. I'm yeah. just hoping one of you guys will like. The Genesis was they had a device that could turn a lifeless planet into essentially a flourishing environment. Ah, well, good. Yeah, but just don't have uh, a bunch of Klingons on there with Captain Kirk. <laughs> it just turns into a nightmare. Sorry guys, I, I just I really felt like I had to come in and ungeek you. Yeah. I just really no, felt like I needed no, to talk because no, there are a lot of people out there podcast. listening. No, there are a lot of people out there listening that are not you know that are probably sitting there going Genesis Project. Why? I feel bad for them. What? Because oh. they should. They should know what a. They should know what Greedo is. They Somebody. Okay, <laughs> this is where you take it back. Obviously, the- I, I think if we listen very carefully, I can hear my wife rolling her eyes at home. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, Shelly. I've said it before and I've said it again. Hopefully this BBC World, hopefully Mark, I forget his last name now, hopefully he he gets the story that we're kind of hoping for, but even if he doesn't, I think we can feel better that he talked to us. We we gave gave it a shot. We we helped out. We tried. So If if they come up with the same bullshit that everyone else does, hey, at least we gave it a shot. At least he spoke to us. He, He knows what we think. And if he has a clear conscience of, of spinning the story into a negative light, which I don't think he will, then, hey, we gave it a go. This is the total opportunity that exactly what TEDx for McMurray was, was here for, right? It, mm-hmm. It's about being able to showcase our story to the rest of the world. And I know that there are individuals that are totally head, uh, reticent or hesitant to talk to individuals that come from outside from organizations like the BBC, but there's such opportunities, right? Yeah. And... Um, we need to stop being afraid. We've been burned so many times. I get that, but um, it, it's an opportunity. And he's got a tough challenge. They're going to be talking about oil sands in a nutshell for three to four minutes. Yeah, that's I, rough. It, it it's way too long. It only mm-hmm. needs thirty seconds because it's so clear and concise and easy. Right? It's a black and white story. <laughs> I mean, that's the challenge. That's going to be the challenge because it's such a complicated, convoluted, political. You name it; it's got everything in it. It's it's a sexy topic. It is, and right? I know, and like, there's no right. There's no. You know what I mean? It's a constant shade of gray. It's it's constantly moving back and forth. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's why when when you get activist groups like Greenpeace come up here, like everyone says, well, are they lying? Are they are they making stuff up when they come up here? No, like the, like they're not. But they're spinning it to a certain way where it makes it look like the fucking Mordor thing. Like that's still this day that drives me nuts. Where I'm like, why would anyone go out here? And, like, because he asked me what that questions. Yeah, he asked me too. Yeah, he was like, does it really look like like Mordor up there? I'm like, or what does he say about toxic environment? I can't quite remember. I'm like, I, I didn't say this, but I wanted. I'm like, I dance in those tailing ponds every day, and I'm just as healthy as I was before. No one's dropping dead up here, but that's what people want to lead you to believe. There's a city of 100,000, 30 kilometers from where they're doing all this earth destroying crap, and it's not as bad as what people make it out to be. And that's what. 
drives me nuts about it. Come on up, we'll show you. We'll take go on a tour, official scene crew to a Suncor tour. Go on the, to the oil sands of the river. Get educated with the stuff. Is there better stuff? Is there better ways of doing this out there? Is, until we, as a society, come up with more greener technology, until we become less reliant on petroleum products, this is what it's for. Rex Murphy, I think, said it best in his cross-country podcast. This is what we're reliant on. This is what we're using. So let's just use it to the best of our advantage. Let's try to, as, that's what I was trying to Let's try no, to but you're, you're totally on the right track, right? And that's, that's, I gotta come closer. Just take it. Well, I, but I'm I'm leaning here. I'm pretty comfortable. Okay, so I I just I said you were totally on the right track. So lose your train of thought or not, but that's that's really what it comes down to is that what we've got here is what what's what we're relying on. It's what's being used. So um, and it's not to say that we're not working, you know, effort upon effort to try and get away from it and to do something better and to do it the right way and to and to make new advancements. Right now, we don't have them. So, mm-hmm. as long as we continue to, you know, manage ourselves and and to regulate ourselves and to move forward in an environmentally conscious manner, um, continuous improvement. Right? I forget whose like, presentation it was. Uh, technology, the the cause of and solution to all of the forming marine problems. Totally, one hundred percent true. That was so accurate. I was like, wow, that was an excellent quote. So, sorry if whoever's listening, I can't remember who you were, but mm-hmm. definitely tweet me and and let me know. Uh, so hopefully we get a good story. But speaking of another uh, reporter, we got a documentary group uh, coming in, Fathom Film Group. You guys hear about that one? No. Um, and Shen. Hopefully I'm saying your name right. If not, um, welcome to the YMN podcast. I do that a lot. The uh, you're coming up and uh, you're doing the documentary uh, based on McMurray, and she was she's doing the same thing that uh, this uh, market is doing. She contacted me. I think she contacted Teresa. I think she she wanted names that Teresa gave him for a bunch of other people. I know Ken Chapman's was on there and everything. So she seemed like to do her homework. Don't quite know exactly what uh, she's doing yet. Because as long as it's not the Real Housewives of Fort McMurray, I'm <laughs> sure it'll be all right. I think she was trying to go into Canada into the 22nd century. I think that's what she gave me the title for. But she didn't. Is that where Duck Rogers? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that where he's from? Anyway, sorry. Geek moment. I don't awesome. get your humor. Well, we're in the spotlight, so hopefully they don't get your humor. I don't know what's going on. So we're in the spotlight, and hopefully people can go better off into, or hopefully people can get to the, the, the full story instead of coming up with what they want. And you know what? As long as as, as people move the debate forward, right? So that that's that's what I like. I like to ask the questions, do the research, bring the, the debate of, you know, um oil or global climate change or coal or recycling or, or whatever mm-hmm. right but but bring it forward don't get mired down and just make it all about finger pointing or do don't bring way. a problem bring a problem and a solution, solution. right yeah. and as a society um which is difficult because there's a lot of us and we all think independently um yeah there's some challenges ahead of us but i, I don't think we're, we're we're not up to the challenge or sorry we are up to the challenge right <laughs> <laughs> we're not uh, up to the challenge Freudian uh, slip there what's yeah. going so, on so pretty much uh don't recycle at home kids and uh it's a waste of time we're not ready for it yeah no so it's the exact opposite of that right <laughs> this is going on our next political uh, campaigns as well. Oh, totally. <laughs> These are the sound bites they're totally. going to pull from. Yeah. And cool for the next bear event. We're not a big challenge. <laughs> so and don't recycle Waving a white towel. Waving a white towel. <laughs> no, and, and that's excellent quote. Like, it's, once again, it was all themes that was from the, the, the TEDx uh, event that 
It's amazing how that happens. It is. It's, it's, it so syncs together when you don't know yep. it well, right? What else do you guys want to talk about? What else have we got? Um, there was a segue in something that you were saying that led into the book project that I totally didn't chime in when I should have, but might as well announce it now that uh, For Memory Feelings is going to be a little book project uh, that anyone can be a part of in For McMurray. Actually, the idea came from Roddy and Teresa, and uh, I just said I'd join in because I just thought it sounded cool. So um, basically, we want to take anyone that has lived here or does live here, and we want to know what you guys think of Fort McMurray. Put it in a poem, an essay style, some pictures if you guys want. We just want to have the ability to publish a book that has, like, if, if you get some of these media people come up and does a bad story on Fort McMurray, we want to have a, another chance, the world has another chance to, to find out what Fort McMurray is really like. And to me, one thing that I like trying to like to say when I tell, talk to these people is, who would you rather listen to? Would you rather listen to people that actually called or calls this place home, or do you want to listen to a journalist that was up here for three days? Who do you think is going to have a better truth? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like who do you listen to about what restaurant to eat at? And I know that's that's totally you know minimalizing it, but seriously, do you want to listen like to the guy that? <laughs> do you like the guy, or do you want to listen to the guy that's um, you know giving his his review from you know the ten thousand foot level, or do you want to talk? to the guy that's eating there exactly right and so we're going to publish this book uh, via ebook uh, we might actually publish it on paperback uh, but we want people to actually submit their ideas submit something if you guys need help writing something if you just want to have something to say uh, shoot us an email uh, ymmfeelings at gmail.com and just like everyone else in the world we got twitter and facebook Fort McMurray Feelings on uh, facebook uh, facebook.com Fort McMurray Feelings and twitter ymm feel or at ymm feelings um, but if you want to actually submit something, if you already have something done, if you have something in mind, even if you got a question, uh, go for the email because that's the one that everyone's going to be kind of coordinating through uh, ymmfeelings at gmail.com. Like I said, our goal here is to just create a book of thoughts, and they don't have to be always positive. It doesn't have to be uh, always negative either. The only thing we don't want is like pure, the usual stuff. Like We don't want hate rhetoric or total name calling we want to steer away from name calling it's just <laughs> so not the Todd Ski Twitter feed okay alright I, I, I didn't say I was uh, uh, going to be involved in, oh, okay. publishing in the book I'm I just see. helping get the you're get pulling the, the strings behind the, the scenes just take hashtag just take all my tweets and just publish them in the book <laughs> I think between you Teresha, Teresa Ashley you could probably get a pretty interesting book going on with, so? <laughs> yeah just straight up tweets absolutely I'm sure there's a project in the future for something like that they actually have tweet books I got one when yeah. uh, when we did the film festival I put up all the because I uh, live tweeted the full film festival last year so I got one done they're actually kind of neat hmm. so uh, email us uh, ymmfeelings at gmail.com and like I said Facebook Twitter we want to hear what your guys' thoughts or feelings are on Fort McMurray the only requirement is you had to have lived here or currently live here other than that open market hmm. so definitely any, and it's open to anyone quite literally uh, anyone that has a blog anyone that's never wrote, written before any age any involved with the community not involved with the community doesn't matter anyone at all we want to hear we want to, like I said we want to have uh, as, as much a, of a personal look in Fort McMurray besides what these people do uh, for the quote unquote drive by media so 
we don't quite know when we're going to publish, but we, we got all the time in the world. So, and you're going to be hearing ads and stuff like that on the podcast about it. So, cool. That's our new little project, and hopefully, we it's get the Wood Buffalo, not just Fort McMurray. Anywhere, yeah, it, it's okay. with the Wood Buffalo region. Anywhere that's involved within Fort McMurray in some way, shape, or form. Cool. That's excellent. Yeah. Hopefully we get some good submissions out of that one. And speaking of books, there's actually a new one that's uh, on the market now from a, a former McMurray author, Roddy Cross, who was, uh, had the idea for uh, the former McMurray Feelings book, actually wrote a former McMurray zombie book. Hmm. Or Wood Buffalo Zombie book. Actually, because I'm, I'm actually reading it now, and it's really good. Uh, it's he's the, the timeline of the characters go from former McMurray all the way to Edmonton as well, so it's kind of like a northern Alberta zombie book. And they're like traveling down Highway 63 during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, in a blizzard. Wow! So it's kind of like um, Zombieland meets uh, Northern Alberta. <laughs> awesome. Zombieland meets the Tar Sands. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, the book is really entertaining. Uh, as everyone knows, zombies are hot right now. Walking Dead, all that kind of stuff. Like, and, and it's it's a good book. I, I met him the other day when we were talking about the the Feelings Project, and I said. Give yourself all the congratulations in the world, man. I haven't really read a book since high school, and I've read his, right? So I told him to, in order to prevent that for the future, uh, we're actually going to be uh, podcasting his books. We're going to make them audiobooks. So I'm cool. not going to read them anymore. I can just listen in. So <laughs> definitely check it out. It's called Dead Cold. Uh, it's on uh, Kindle, Amazon. You can actually order a uh, paperback as well. Uh, go on to the Wyman Podcast Facebook site or our Twitter. You'll see uh, me posting links to them as well. The book's called Dead Cold. It's actually really, really good. Definitely check it out. There you go, Rowdy. <laughs> Anyone have anything else? And I got leadership with Buffalo written on my topics. I don't know quite know yeah. why I put it there. Because you want to talk about it. I was actually going to apply. I know you do. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why don't you? I don't know. <laughs> good reason. Between that's, that's uh, good point. between two between <laughs> two jobs, a kid, uh, the podcast stuff that we do, and doing it all. You're right. going to fit right doing in with gonna, the rest yeah, of the alum. You're pretty much going to fit right in and, and have the same conversation with every other. The rest of the, in the, the class. overachievers. How does it work? Um, it it how does it work? So you, you get your sec- you get your secret handshake. First. I just yeah the, stone, the, the, the password the, the password caution. you have yeah. to make it through pledge week. Um, yeah, yeah. I still can't sit down. The hazing the hazing's <laughs> difficult, but if you're if you're up for it, you know no. it's not so bad. No, we, <laughs> so you, I mean the process at the beginning you go through the the application process the um, the written the letter the uh, the interview. Um, you have to get references, so somebody has to like you. Just saying. So um, <laughs> and your mom, your mom's your mom not allowed to be your reference. Um, and then, and then, if you, if you're taken into the into the program, then you set off on ten months of. Um, Just only ten months. Yeah. Eight I, months, ten months. I don't uh, know. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a ten month program. It feels a lot longer. You have no idea when you say it's only ten <laughs> months. Way. I think Matt and I both just looked at each other and went, "Oh my lord!" Well, yeah. um, because it is. It's 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 an extraordinary experience, and you will meet the most extraordinary people you have ever met. My goodness, if you met, and you probably have met half of the people in our graduating class, it's um, you can't help but be inspired when you go to a learning mm-hmm. day. Uh, if you're lucky, you get a group like mine. The, the group Aww. like I, I, you, you not, can't tell not but I'm blushing mats, not counting that um, <laughs> but if you're, if you're lucky you get you get set up so one of the one of the deliverables of the program is that at the end of your of your tenure with the group you have to um, 
complete like an action learning day, which is essentially the presentation of a project that you've devoted the last you know, six to eight months of your life on. And, um, Some of the from my course. yeah, it's, it's definitely, and you know, it's so funny because we go into it every year, the very first day that you're giving your project or you're even that you're putting your team, they have all of this alumni group come through and they sit down with you and they say, listen, we want you to understand that you need to be careful about your project because it is a very big commitment. And we all nod our heads obligingly. Uh-huh. Say, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, we totally get it. Yeah. Not a big deal. You know, we're up for the challenge. And then we, and then we buy ourselves into a project and we say, okay guys, you know, this is a big this is a big commitment but we can do it we're we're all on board not a problem we're go-getters we can make it happen and then three months later we look back and say you're in a corner of your room in the fetal position <laughs> rocking right and you're, you're <laughs> they were right. yeah red rum <laughs> they were so right they were, yeah and, and they are so right and then and then you're not necessarily a different person when when it's over i mean i don't necessarily know if it's that kind of surreal experience or anything like that but you you certainly have a different mindset mm-hmm. and, and you've certainly done things differently mm-hmm. than than you necessarily would have and you've certainly gotten to know different people than you would ever have really yeah, had the opportunity to interact before. with yeah, for yeah. Sure. And, and you've definitely made a difference in the community and I think that that's a really big thing is that's a shared passion that we had nothing in common when we went out to this to this retreat like you're sitting there in a circle with 26 other people doing all this weird touchy-feely stuff facilitated by the most we had we had one person. we had one thing in common right and that was a passion for the community one, I'll say one that. thing yeah and then that's and we had ears and you know we breathe totally and, gonna, sorry it's only gonna finish with that yeah. but yeah no <laughs> it's yeah so we had um we spent three days out at christina lake lodge and it was amazing you hesitated there do i go into detail and tell no i was trying to lodge? think of the right word There's because a guy with a mask and a machete and no there was there was a fire <laughs> um there was <laughs> there was there was a fire it there was no longer fire. there uh no <laughs> no <laughs> There was a bon, a bonfire. There was there was there was a boat. <laughs> there was a boat with a, a lot of rain in it, a lot of water in it, and a lot of you know soaking wet people when they came back. And there was cabins with complete strangers being forced to bunk together. And and Megan and Lisa, I love you to pieces. Thank you for not being weirdos. Um, <laughs> always a plus. Oh, yeah. it, it is. It's always a plus, and it's just uh, if if any part of you is saying go for it, go for it. My real biggest concern is time yep. we all have that concern though Totsky honestly like I mean I, I I would love to go into the list of things that I've got on the goal but it'll take all night Matt, no, I, Matt would take equally as long yeah. so that's true and, and I like I understand off, but then. but it is inadequate like I mean that that is a concern right and Absolutely. if you don't have time then it's not the right time, time for you to do, do it, it yeah. right 100%. It's going to be there. It all, I want it all now. <laughs> it, it takes a balance, and, and it's, a, it's a really difficult balance. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, my husband and my son both suffered for the balance. Mm. So I probably didn't achieve it. Well, short-term suffering for long-term gain. Mm. I don't Get know it. how much they gained out of TEDx. Well, fair enough. Good points. We have the little X. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've still got the little X. Ah, I think so. My son gained that. Holy We're, well, we can't talk about the big X at the moment. No, <laughs> it's in a custody battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before it really comes in, I'll be able to talk yeah. about it. it. It's two lowercase L's at the no. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know that fire I was talking about. <laughs> 
No, it, it's a very interesting course. I've been having my eye on it for a few years. I unfortunately uh, made the commitment to this long distance uh, bachelor course. That and the reason why I'm hesitating is I'm not doing the greatest in that and due to commitment. So I'm just like, eh, do I add something else on my plate? Knowing me, probably. Just so. just be careful with it because the last thing you want to do is be sitting in a group that's counting on you, knowing that you're either letting one group down or the other. See, the yeah. only advantage I got that that was I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not actually an advantage. I, it doesn't bother me. I feel like no, I should point out that uh, that's not actually an advantage. You point out a lot with me. I'm Grammar, so, I, spelling, the whole works. I, that's why we're funny. Fun. And funnier is a word, because I looked it up after you went to bed. I'm just saying it's probably And I really not. wanted to wake you up and just be like, hey, this is Funnier is a word. I found it on the internet. It took me 20 minutes, because but Because everything it. on the internet is absolutely real. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um... I think I was just pointing out that it probably wasn't the best word to use. Oh, there's a lot of those in my vocabulary. Anyone have anything else? So Before we go, I have one thing. So here's the one thing about leadership with Buffalo, right? It's about building leadership capacity in this community. So we have a community that the folks that came out here 40 years ago, 30 years ago to start the first two major projects, they've either left or the folks that just came in right after them are leaving, right? And these have been pivotal um, uh, individuals in our community, and they've been doing such a great role with a lot of the nonprofits and, you know, coaching minor hockey and all this kind of stuff, and they're going. And we need the next generation to be ready to, to take this torch, right? And this torch is on fire, it's really hot, it's covered in poison, there's piranha, like, it's a big challenge that's ahead of us, right? After yeah, 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 right? And so, so Leadership with Buffalo is all about trying to prepare the, the, the next folks to take on this challenge, right? And so if, if anyone out there is listening to this and, and you don't think you've got the stuff, I'll bet you you've got the stuff, right? And if and you don't, you'll have it when it's over. Totally. <laughs> it, it's all about learning and, and getting better and um, continuous improvement. And if you don't put yourself out on the limb or make yourself uncomfortable, you're never going to grow. No, and that's true. And, that, and that's something I've always try to live my life with is making people uncomfortable <laughs> the more uncomfortable you get the, the quicker you adapt it's, it's right. sorry you, you throw yourself on the limb you stole your thunder too sorry <laughs> you can't even finish that no that's that's good that's really good I enjoy this <laughs> no the the, the the quicker you fall the quicker you can get back up the more you fall flat on the face the quicker you'll learn not to do it anymore and mm. I thoroughly love absolutely love doing events for this community and I love doing stuff that I like doing and, and hopefully other people like doing as well film festivals the theme film nights a lot of film stuff that I like to do as well as Tito and whether or not we get huge turnouts or not I find them really fun to do them for us and that's where I find sometimes you do fall flat on your face but you have a hell of a time doing it Mm-hmm. And I think you're a better person because of it. So, and, and to me, doing the the leadership with Buffalo thing, I think would be an absolute blast. So, I'm most likely, we'll be applying as well. Cool. So, and I encourage anyone out there that's listening to this, definitely check out the website leadershipwb.com. Leadershipwithbuffalo.com. Of course, it wouldn't be the obvious one at all. The obvious <laughs> one. The acronym is the obvious one. I was being sarcastic. Oh. Twitter hashtag is leadership WB. Right. Okay. So I knew I was fucking up somewhere. <laughs> No, and that's excellent. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about the program. So, on behalf of Tito, for the YMM Podcast, I'm Toski. I'm Michelle. I'm Matt. We will see you next set. 
YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.